Hey, good morning, everybody. It's Jen here with P40 Ministries. So I hope that you stay tuned because I have my podcast microphone completely set up and all that good stuff. And it sounds great, but I'm not quite there yet with allowing you guys to hear it yet. I'm just working out the administrative kind of details and trying to find a new host platform and all that stuff. So stay tuned as I am working on all that. I hope to get it all fully up and running by next week. So we are in Matthew chapter 5 today, verses 38 through 42. I'm going to be reading out of the W.E.B. version of the Bible. You've heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you, don't resist him who is evil. But whoever strikes you on your right cheek, turn to him the other also. If anyone sues you to take away your coat, give him your cloak also. Whoever compels you to go one mile, go with him too. Give to him who asks of you, and don't turn away him who desires to borrow from you. So I remember saying a few episodes back that I hope you guys notice that Jesus starts out each paragraph by talking about something different from the Old Testament law. And I believe he's doing this because people had a twisted view of the law back then. And if I'm being completely honest, I think people still have a very twisted view of the law and of the whole Bible. And we have a tendency to twist the Bible to make it what we want to make it. And Garrett and I, my husband, were actually talking about this on my last Thursday's podcast because I had mentioned divorce being at that point only for men. And he came to me with a concern and he's like, Jen, you didn't bring that to a modern day kind of aspect and view. You kind of only talked about it from back then. But what was Jesus telling us to do? And after a little bit of a discussion, he kind of helped me. And, you know, I was sort of wrong by not bringing it forward that that discussion we had on Thursday about divorce because I was saying at the time it was only for men right and that may have been true but going forward that's also for women because women now have the right to I, I should say it's not exactly a right but women have the right to divorce their husbands now whereas back in Jesus's time women did not have that right And I should have brought it forward saying that, yes, it's wrong on both sides. You know, it is wrong for a woman to divorce her husband just as as much as it's wrong for a man to divorce his wife. And, you know, I didn't make that super clear. And Garrett told me, like, you got to make that kind of stuff clear. And we had a discussion about twisting scriptures to make it seem like something that you might want to make it. But going back to what we're talking about today... Many of the things um, in the Old Testament law, the, the Jewish community just didn't get right because they were twisting it and they were, they were getting it wrong. And that is because, firstly, they were extremely legalistic. Now, legalism is defined by dictionary.com to mean excessive adherence to a law or formula. So the religious leaders at the time, or the Pharisees, would often twist these laws and make them just too hard for the people to follow because the Pharisees were the ones who interpreted the Old Testament law for the people. And it was just very religious, very practiced, ridiculous twistings of the law. 
that these Pharisees would do. And they would force these people to follow it. And people couldn't adhere to it because it was absolutely ridiculous. It was just too much. And there are so many tiny little rules and regulations that the Pharisees would put into place saying that, you know, this law is interpreted this way, so you better do this, 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 and this. And these people just couldn't handle it. It was too hard for them to follow these crazy rules and regulations that weren't even in the law to begin with, really. But Jesus is saying here in verse 38, You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. And yes, that that is in the law. And that is from Exodus 21, verse 24. But that law was put into place because God was preventing people from hurting each other. So for example, if a person maliciously hurt another person and knocked out that person's teeth maliciously, just because they hated them or they got into a fight or something like that, the judicial court would have the right because of that law to do the exact same thing to that person. And then that person would have lost a tooth or as many teeth as that person had knocked out of the other guy's mouth. And that was put into place by God to prevent people from hurting each other. But people at the time of Jesus were taking it to mean that they could have revenge on other people. But that's not what that law was. That law was from Exodus 21, verse 24. That was meant for the judicial court. So for the government, not for the people. So people weren't supposed to take revenge against other people. And God even says in a different portion of scripture, which I'm not exactly sure where right now, but he says somewhere that revenge is mine. So Jesus is saying here in verse 39, a different way for these people to live. And he says, don't resist him who is evil, but whoever strikes you on your right cheek, turn to him the other also. And I'm sure we've heard that a hundred thousand times, right? (laughs) Turn the other cheek. I know I have, but do we ever actually do it? Let's be honest, probably not. (laughs) I don't often. I would like to, but I am human. But this is a whole new way of thinking. And even nowadays, when somebody says a snarky comment to us, do we turn the other cheek? Do we say, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. If somebody says something malicious or cruel to us, do we say, I'm sorry? Or do we attack them as well? On Facebook, (laughs) do we have the courtesy not to say something mean to somebody who says something mean to us? I have a hard time with that one, I'll be honest. But this is what Jesus is saying, turn the other cheek. But imagine somebody slapping you on your cheek and you turning to him and saying, here, take this one too. And I'm pointing at my cheek right now. I know you guys can't see me. But imagine doing that. You know, that's crazy to us. We wouldn't ever think to do that. We would probably fight back. But Jesus goes on to say, If anyone maliciously sues you in court and takes away your coat, give him your shirt also. And this verse right here is my favorite of this passage. It says, Whoever compels you to go one mile, go with him two. And the NLT words this one so, so cool. And this is a paraphrase. 
But the NLT version says something like, whatever soldier forces you to carry his backpack for a mile, carry it for two miles. Now at the time, the Romans had control over Israel. And the Roman soldiers were hated because they mistreated the people. But Jesus is telling these people, if a Roman soldier forces you to carry his backpack for a mile, carry it two miles with him. And you know, that is what Jesus would have done. We know that. If somebody had forced Jesus to carry his backpack, he would have carried it two miles. And we know that. But Jesus is telling us to live this way. And that makes it a little different, doesn't it? I mean, think about that in today's context. If some jerk of a person forces us to carry his backpack, we would carry it two miles. But what would that do? You know, what would that do for that person or even for us? First off, that person would probably think that we're nuts going another mile. And secondly, he'd probably feel like a total jerk. Because let's be honest, he'd probably be like, oh man, this person's really nice. Why did I force this person to like carry my backpack all this way? And he's going for an extra mile for me. So what would that do for him, you know? That would give us the opportunity to witness to this person because you have one-on-one time with him as you are carrying his backpack for those miles. And this is how Jesus is teaching us to live. And I don't think that Jesus is saying here that we need to be complete pushovers and just let people walk all over us. Because there is verses in the Bible that say that we should not do that, right? But an unbelieving person, if you held no resentment in your heart towards them and they were doing these things to you and you loved them instead, what would that do for them? And you know, we have to think about it that way. Not to be complete pushovers, but not be angry at other people for persecuting us or treating us a certain way that we feel like we shouldn't be treated, but rather loving that person and saying, I forgive you here, have my coat as well. You're going to take from me, but I'm going to give you more because I love you and I am a follower of Jesus Christ. And then in verse 42, it also says, Give to him who asks of you and don't turn away him who desires to borrow from you. So we haven't gone over the lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven verse yet. I think that's actually in Matthew 6, so we're going to get to that one. But this verse in 42 is the same thing. It's saying, don't lay up treasures for yourself here on the earth, but in heaven. And you know, the stuff that we have right now on this earth is temporary. And if somebody else needs it and needs to borrow from you, we need to love that person and to be generous. So this is just more about Jesus' preaching, loving your enemies, and loving people who mistreat you. When he is uh, saying this in verse 42, give to him who asks of you. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode today. I had tr- trouble speaking today. I don't know why my my voice is just super like dry or something. So excuse me for that. But um, I hope that you join me again at 6.30 tomorrow morning for another podcast episode out of Genesis. Definitely stay tuned for my new microphone. I'm so excited about it, guys. It sounds so, so good. But until then, I'm going to ask that everybody has a wonderful day. And happy listening. Bye.